You're listening to our SSG Advisor podcast, our exclusive monthly podcast for our advisor members. Adam, I'm feeling really motivated to do this podcast today. Are you? So (laughs) what is motivation, Adam? Tell us, please. Oh, well, motivation. Let's go for a dictionary definition, shall we? Uh, Relating to the reason or reasons for acting or behaving in a particular way. So it's the reason why we do stuff. Uh, Or um, motivation designed to to promote the desire or willingness to do or achieve something. And I think that's probably the more important definition when we're looking at this from a workplace setting. Mm -hmm. So we just had a chat about uh, why motivation is important as a concept nowadays. So, and I guess where we got to was it's no longer enough to just tell people what to do and then they do it. It's we now need to motivate them to do it and actually wanting to do it, right? Because we don't have that kind of parent-child relationship in the workplace anymore. I think we could say that the the dynamic of society is changing, isn't it? And we need to work out how to motivate the workers we've got. And this is where when we come to look at how we motivate people later, it's really, really challenging because it depends on who we're trying to motivate, doesn't it? So we need to really understand that. Absolutely. So we um, we actually had a midweek masterclass where we talked about recruitment and the changing needs of the new generation coming into the workplace and how driven they are by those motivators. So it's no longer enough to just pay people uh, a wage that reflects their level of responsibility. They kind of accept that as a very minimum. Um, If we really want them to integrate and to uh, comply with uh, our rules and procedures and really work to the best of their abilities, we need to think about motivational factors. And it's it's like I said, isn't it? Working out that group of people, how do we motivate them so everyone's going to be different some people might be very motivated still by that money number but if you double my pay will i work twice as hard it depends on what my motivators are isn't it some people might prefer like you said the work-life balance or flexible working hours or that might be their motivator so this is challenging isn't it why is it important to motivate people from a safety point of view we want people to follow the rules. We want people to engage with safe behavior as a norm. Traditional safety approaches, as well, we've talked about this before, haven't we, about just telling people off for not wearing their high-vis jacket. Not being told off is one element of motivation. But what I really want to do in safety is really adjust cultures, a focus on that psychology of getting people to want to comply and actually motivate the people to understand that it's there for their benefit. And if they do it, it makes them safer. It might make the job easier. It will make things run smoother. And you really want the motivation to be their safety or their colleagues' safety. Once you get that right, it takes away the requirement to tell them off for not doing it because they want to do it, don't they? And a similar on HR side of things? Definitely. And I think what you also achieve by motivating people generally is that engagement level where people will um, help you improve processes. So that is you know, very um, important, obviously, on the health and safety side, because we don't just want to follow the rules. We want to plan, do, check, act. We want to consistently review what we're doing and improve it. And the same on the HR side, if we look at general business processes and the way we do things, We need people around us to raise concerns and make suggestions of improvement. So as a business, we can grow and develop. And we can only do that if we've got engaged people and people are only going to be engaged if they're motivated. It's kind of a no brainer, isn't it? 
very much. So I think there's a little bit of an understanding of why it's important to motivate people. I think the harder challenge is how. And we've alluded to that already, haven't we? Is there an easy solution to this? Is there a magic wand that you've got in your HR uh, sort of uh, toolkit that you can wave and motivate everyone for me, my wife? Yeah, loads. There's loads of different theories out there. <laughs> <laughs> and we just discussed, um, was it in the Nibosh diploma? It was the old syllabus diploma where we used yeah. to talk about, of course, the classic is Maslow, isn't it? The Maslow the hierarchy, hierarchy of, needs. of needs. Once I've got food, once I've got shelter, I can then move my expectations further. The very basic theory of I need that to have that. But I think what you were alluding to earlier is when we look at something like Maslow, we've got people coming into the workplace now where we've ticked most of those boxes. So the model doesn't really apply because they're already at that sort of status where they're looking for something else. They're looking for their realisation, aren't they? They're looking for that higher level of, of reward. And working out what that is, is quite complicated. It's... Well, interestingly, you also have theories like the Hertzberg theory, which is very old, just like Maslow's theory is, and which says things like money is not a motivator. And people go, oh, how can you say that? Of course, money is a motivator. But actually, what they were saying back then already was that money is a basic requirement, a bit like with Maslow. You know, you've got that that basic requirement to get yourself out of bed in the morning. So if you don't pay me to do a job, I'm not going to come in. If you pay me exponentially more for a particular role, just because you want to, that doesn't mean I'm going to work harder at it. So that's the difference between having that basic need and requirement to come in um, and being motivated to really do it. So <clears throat> this is what we see sometimes, say people, hand, someone hands in their notice the employer really wants to keep hold of them. And, um, you know, in order to uh, try and engage, re-engage people, motivate them, they then pay them more. Well, a bit of a double-edged sword, really. It might, in the short term, solve a problem there and keep that person close. But usually, people don't leave because the money isn't right. You know, people usually leave because the there is a general lack of, right. exactly, or motivation or leadership. And I guess talking about leadership is really important in that context. So, we need to move away from all those basic requirements. That's a given. People need a safe workplace. Well, we're basically looking at health and basic safety. Basic well-being right? needs to be met, doesn't it? We expect things like drinking water and appropriate toileting facilities and warmth. And a, that's basic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's not going to motivate me more if you give me a toilet. <laughs> Quite frankly, <laughs> I wouldn't work for you if you didn't have one. So we need to move away from those really basic factors and move into leadership. So what can we do to really make that person want to come to work? And that's a very individual approach, isn't it? And this is the this is the challenge, isn't it? I was just thinking on those old theories as well, isn't it? It's like when I was sort of leading on from, from that with like Hawthorne's experiments where it was watching people and people feeling watched and valued. They were actually doing a um, an experiment on lighting. So they increased the lighting level in the factory every day to see if increasing lighting increased productivity. Productivity increased each time people were watched. It had nothing to do with the lighting because people felt that senior management engaging was a really positive thing that they responded to. So sometimes I think we sort of, it was really, really early days and it was really showing that exactly what you're saying is it's leadership is important. If people feel like you're engaging, you're consulting with them, you understand them, that's a motivator in its own right, isn't it? People work for people. We mustn't forget that. It's really important to have that human connection. What motivates you, Adam? What motivates me? I'm just working with such an amazing, amazing bunch of people at SSG. Like me. And getting to these podcasts with you. It's kept me going all week. So, <laughs> but it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because clearly there are 
things that motivate us. And for me, it's all about that. It's about that work-life balance. It's about not working a sort of 20 hour day and not ever getting to go home and see my family it's about that that ability to balance and that's much more important to me than financial reward that's the reality isn't it because we could all seek those jobs but there are consequences and I, so i think that's the thing it's that that work environment the culture that i work in those are the things that are motivating and exactly like you said they're they're the important factors yeah and again so this comes back to what i just said about leadership as a modern leader in today's society we call this integrated leadership model you need to understand how people tick so if i am your boss you know i sit you down even at the interview and i ask you what motivates you as an employee and you say to me work-life balance so i know that you are not by the way work-life balance weird term isn't it it's not like work is life too but find a new expression for that but so i know already as a boss that when you join me you're not going to be the one work in ridiculous hours because you want to drive your career forward at this time in your life your priority is your family so you're still going to be a hard worker you're still going to give me your all but you'll be more motivated by me giving you the odd friday afternoon off is that or is that no not oh. happening um <laughs> i don't know ask your boss. <laughs> Um, so you'd be more motivated by that than me saying, oh, do you want to take on this really exciting project in South Africa, you know? So it, it's about um, tailoring your leadership style. I think something you taught, you taught me this on one of your leadership courses, I think, where you were talking about sitting down with your team and asking them, how do you want to be managed? And it's when you look at our team, we've got people who are, we've got a predominant amount of ex-military and we've got some people from that. Sort of, and it was really interesting speaking to them where people were sort of, you know, some people were saying, I just want you to tell me exactly what I, what you want me to do. I want very clear boundaries. I want a very clear target and I will achieve that. Whereas other people are much more motivated by just being dangled the outcome and they work out how to get there. But that was a really important thing just to sit down and ask people, how, how do you, what, how, what can I do to motivate you? Isn't it? What can I do to manage you in a way that, that works for all of us. Yeah, and that's that a really important tip. That is always a bit of a bit of an eye opener because we obviously we do run um, HR leadership courses, several of them. So if um, any of our listeners are interested, just have a look at our website. There's a, a large variety. And one of them is basic leadership skills, and we talk about that. And another part I wanted to mention in terms of integrated theories isn't just about asking what makes you tick, um, but really kind of um, honing in on. How can we make the most of that person's abilities? And so from a health and safety perspective, coming back to your initial point, you then have people who don't just follow the rules, but they're integral to it. So integrated leadership means embracing people um, as part of the solution. So people don't want to join anymore as a nine to five paid member of staff and then go home. The vast majority of us working in professions now, we come in and we want to be part of the, the the I suppose the cogs that make the the business go. So you know we want Not to be much. part of the solution. So as a leader, we need to ask questions. We need to tap into people's um, experiences and skills, and that's a big motivator. I mean, you say work life balance for me. Yeah, absolutely, I couldn't agree more. But for me also, like when someone at work asks me my opinion, I feel really proud about that because I kind of think you know, oh yeah, I know that. So it, it, that really motivates, doesn't it? If you're seen as your subject matter expert. So that is part of motivation also. No, agreed. And um, I think bringing it back to back to safety again, it's um, it's sort of coming back to that that cultural 
drive where and it comes back to what you were saying about consultation isn't it we talk about consultation all the time in safety it's not about blanketing rules it's about being engaged in that process coming up with the solutions i've run behavioral safety campaigns with with clients before and it's it's really interesting because i've worked with a small group of people you feed ideas in and they take all of the credit for all of those all of those um kind of um ideas but that really motivates them and that results in them owning it and taking it forwards and as a leader i think sometimes it's really important to recognize that isn't it so next steps for our listeners i think personally i would probably if you have an issue with motivation amongst your workforce if there is a bit of a lull going on people aren't particularly engaged with the organization i'd probably recommend having some consultancy that can really help we've done uh, really some amazing work with some of our clients we've gone in had staff surveys we had uh, management coaching sessions and mentoring sessions that really works you just mentioned behavioral safety campaign yeah very much and that's about motivating people to behave safely isn't it so it's, uh, it's digging down into the the motivators for your specific staff i think modern behavioral safety very much follows this theory of 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 motivation it's how do i engage with my staff my specific staff so it's it's same thing it's consultation it's surveys it's questions it's and a very easy first step for any employer can basically be being honest and starting the conversation with employees and saying look we've noticed there's a bit of a lack of motivation here at the moment what can we do for you what can we do as a team to make this better so not being afraid to get that criticism and getting that constructive feedback and then acting on the back of it Brilliant. I mean, I think that's given us enough to think about for now, isn't it? And it's this is what we're aiming to do with these. Just give, just give those snippets of insights into our minds and get people thinking about these topics. And if we can, you know, then take these and move forward and improve motivation from safety or or, or, or any other aspect, that's amazing, isn't it? So let's hope it's hope it's helpful. Exactly right. So any more, uh, any other questions that you have, any more support that you need, as always, uh, please do contact our customer service team. We're more than happy to help. And uh, if you know anyone in your organisation or outside of your organisation who would like to listen to this podcast, please feel free to uh, pass on the link. And uh, yes, we're looking forward to speaking to you again soon. Thanks for listening. Speak to you again soon. Bye. Bye.